Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Let me welcome Pastor Mike Signorelli. Thank you so much for being on the broadcast. How are you doing tonight? Oh man, I am doing so well and I'm excited to be here. Isaiah, that was like the buildup of all buildups. My question is, am I going to get a bobblehead after this show? Come on somebody. Hey, well, listen, Miguel's in the chat here. So I'm just saying you might be getting one. You might be getting an address request soon, but man, thank you so much for being with us. I love what you're doing. I love what God's doing. Let me just tell you guys how I first found Pastor Mike. I was actually scrolling on Facebook. This was months ago and I saw this guy walking down the streets of New York City live and here's what caught my attention you had like 1200 people watching and i'm going what i thought okay maybe he's doing like journalism maybe it's a news story how does this guy have 1200 because if you're on facebook you know just getting 100 followers or live viewers is very hard on facebook i said how's this guy have 1200 people watching him walking down new york city streets so i started listening and immediately i felt the power of the prince of god people were getting healed in the broadcast you were sharing testimonies you were praying deliverance all while you're walking down new york city and i was thinking man and so I, I begin to see you literally every day. I never told you this, but I could not get you off my feed. Every time I was on Facebook, I felt like every other post, you were there, you were popping up. I couldn't get away from it. I said, man, I gotta, I gotta connect with this guy. I gotta check this out. And we ended up connecting through, I don't even remember how we ended up connecting, but it's just been amazing. I was also on his show, if you guys don't know. And I said, man, we gotta get you on our show. You're reaching millions of people through the broadcast. I love for you to share some of the stuff God's doing with you online. And then even if you would share some of your testimony how did you get saved how did you start the ministry just kind of some of your background would be awesome yeah isaiah you're such an inspiration to me as well so i just want to throw that out there i mean uh, it's like a mutual thing my chat my i have like a text community and uh some of you from my text community are on the comments now i can see you and everybody's going crazy like is this really happening is isaiah and mike really getting together so i want to say this so i want to set an expectation we are live right now many more will watch on the rebroadcast in the next couple of days miracles are going to spontaneously mm. occur during the entirety of this broadcast. God doesn't need our permission to start working right now. And so I want to set the expectation because, you know, what happens is where there is a demand, there is a supply. So when you put a demand, you're not putting a demand on me or Isaiah, you're putting a, a demand on God. And, you know, I don't know your whole story, but I, I believe we were both atheists at yeah. one point. Is that true? Yeah. So you've got two atheists who are now streaming to millions, signs, miracles, wonders, casting out demons. And here's the thing I need you all to understand. If that's what God did for us, what's he going to do for your children? What's he going to do for your family members? What's going to happen during this broadcast? So here's what I need you to do. Swipe down your phone, put do not disturb on. If you're watching on a TV, just turn it all the way up. And then as the miracles are occurring spontaneously, there's like a sporadicness that occurs when you get guys together that, you know, are speaking God's word, the anointings there, his presence is there. And I know that Isaiah's going to be watching the chat. I'll be watching it. Our teams are watching it. We want to see the miracles in motion right now. Is come that okay, on. Isaiah? Come on, come on. Because I mean, it's one of those things. So here's my story. 
you know, I launched three churches uh, in three years in a place that they called the graveyard of churches. You know, New York is not where you just launch a whole bunch of locations. And then the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, our, we don't own any of our buildings. We're using nightclubs, movie theaters, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, I cannot physically have church. They won't let me in the door. So what am I going to do? And there's many of you watching right now that ask the question, how do I know God's purpose for my life? It's the number one question that I get as a pastor. Tell me the, my, the purpose for my life. And so for me, I'm, I'm operating in my purpose pre-pandemic. You know, this is what God called me to do, to shepherd, to pastor. Then the pandemic hits and I'm like, okay, God, how do I do what you've called me to do when I can't get into my building? And this is a profound revelation I got that's going to unlock the next level and get somebody watching unstuck. Sometimes when you don't know what God wants you to do, the better question is, what does the devil not think I'll do? Let, let me just like reword, like, what does the devil think? He won't do that. Because there's somebody watching right now that's like, I don't know what God wants me to do. Okay, let's ask another question. What does the devil think you won't do during this broadcast? Because you will unlock the next level. You're watching right now and you keep going to weed, to alcohol for counterfeit comfort, replacing the Holy Spirit. And the devil doesn't think that you'll flush it down the toilet during this broadcast. He doesn't, he, he doesn't think you'll do it. He's like, all I got to do is give him a little stress, give him a little anxiety. He'll go back to the counterfeit comfort. She'll go back to the cigarettes. The devil doesn't think you'll, you'll break up the cigarettes, flush them, and send a picture into the chat right now. He doesn't think you'll do it. And so for me, I was like, the devil doesn't think that I'll jump on my phone and start casting demons out of people in the middle of this pandemic. He doesn't think I'll do it. And that's how this next level was unlocked for me. It wasn't necessarily, what does God want me to do? I already know that. But what does the devil think I won't do? And so for some of you in the chat that are saying, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, ask yourself the question. Come on, I know this is good because I feel the fire on this word. What does the devil think I won't do? I'll put it like this. There are multi-generational demons who expect you to cheat on your wife, who expect you to go back to pornography. They, they got your dad. They got your great-grandfather. They got your great... Before there was pornography on phones, there was lust of the mind. And they got your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. And they expect you to go down like they did. You know, I don't know about you, Isaiah, but sometimes you got to stand up and say, this may run in my family, but I'm where it runs out. And there's something about this pandemic that birthed a new wineskin. It birthed a new way. And it was like, when I started asking the question, what does the devil think I won't do? That's how you get Mike Signorelli holding the phone to his face, walking through the streets of New York City, saying, I'll preach to 1,200 people on my phone right now if, if I can't go into a movie theater or a nightclub to preach to hundreds at a time. And so I don't know who that's for. You guys got to talk back to me in the comments right now because I feel like some of you, have had this hesitancy. Some of you have had this thing that it's like you feel, you know, the Bible says that a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways, all of them. So when you have a double-mindedness, that affects everything. And so this broadcast tonight is literally about you becoming singularly focused 
and you ditching all those counterfeit comforts. I mean, when we said digital revival, I'm talking about there is no keyboardist behind me right now, but I feel the anointing. <laughs> you know, we're not here to manipulate your emotions. We're here to call you to obedience to the commands of Christ. And what's going to happen is you are going to begin to get so much victory that is unimaginable any other way. You know, Isaiah, what we started to see on a daily basis was internet-based revival. Internet. Now, the way the broadcast started is I was like, the devil doesn't think that I'll do this. And I started to do it. And initially, I was just trying to reach my own church people. But what happened was the world started listening in as well. And we had this global spiritual family that just began to rise up. And you know, one of my goals in New York City is to lead people to Christ in the streets. I've always thought it's a very shameful thing to be a pastor that can lead people to Christ on a stage, raise your hand, say the sinner's prayer, and they go home to the same lifestyle. But you can't lead somebody to Christ in your own neighborhood. And so for me, it, it, it's like this crazy thing where I just started doing what was right in front of me. And as I was faithful to take my next step, one, see, you know, it's funny how the Bible says his word is a lamp unto your feet, you know? And so it's like, we want a floodlight, but he gave us a lamp. A lamp just gives you one step at a time. And a lot of you watching are like, I feel stuck because you want God to release the floodlight. But he's like, no, I gave you a foot lamp, not a floodlight. So take it from me. Here I am in a global pandemic can't even show up to my own church locations. And I'm like, I don't have a floodlight, but I have a foot lamp. And I'm going to today, I'm going to do what I can do today. And uh, as I begin to do that, yeah, Judy Sims says in the comments, Lord, um, stuff's already starting. There's, yeah, come on. There's, there's already people being healed of pain in their bodies right now. I, mean, I just want to track this in the comments. If you're experiencing healing right now, just put it in the comments. I'm not waiting to get to the prayer at the end because God, you know, the, the shadow of the apostles healed people as they pass by. Come on. It's okay to get a healing while we're talking about other people getting a healing. And so what happened? Yeah, look at this. It was because of this broadcast that I've committed to Jesus. Come on. Somebody says that in the comments right now. I cannot tell you how many people were like, I won't show up to a church. And I was like, that's all. That's okay. We'll show up to you. Come on. Through your phone, through your iPad, through your, your, you know, whatever your television. And God has just used it in such an incredible way. And so if you're watching this live right now, Isaiah has created this community and this broadcast where he's teaching and ministering on things that maybe are not being talked about in other churches. And, you know, Isaiah, I don't know if you've seen this as well. There is such a hunger Yes. And people are thirsting and hungering for the truth. You know, I tell people, I'd rather offend you all the way to heaven than people please you all the way to hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather offend you. And I have said some of the most brutal, confrontational, offensive things that people have in that moment got the greatest freedom of their life. And so if like the Lord's moving on your heart right now, I know I came out of the gate swinging tonight. Uh, I, I know I just came out swinging, but it's like, you know, give us today our daily bread. But so many pastors, and I'm telling on myself right now, are so stuck and give us our weekly bread. Like, like I'll, I'll give you the word once a week. And then Monday through Saturday, the pastor disappears. And there's such a burden on my life where we are going to get daily bread, daily freedom, and we're going to take one step in front of the other. That's why it is so important 
to be engaged in a community like this. And so I just believe that God's doing something unusual. God's doing something new. I, I truly believe that uh, for many of us, there's been so much of a, a, a spirit of religion and tradition that says it has to happen this way. It has to happen at this point in the service. It has to happen in a building like this with people dressed like that. And God is just completely deconstructing all of that. And there is something so incredible that's happening as this new wineskin's being birthed. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. So, so good. I love it. And I want also to talk about, you, know, you, as you said, you were an atheist. I was an atheist. When you were saying that, there's a bunch of people in the chat right now that are still in our broadcast, listen to us all the time that are still atheists. And I want to tell some of you, listen, that are atheists, as we touch on this, I did not get converted by an argument. I did not get converted by reading a science book. I did not get converted by a person. It was the raw, tangible power and presence of God. And yeah. I promise you, if you're an atheist tonight and you encounter the presence of God, I promise you, you will not be an atheist still. People say, how can you go from being an atheist to a revivalist? It was one encounter with God. It was not a church service. It was not theology. It was not even a Bible verse. It was an encounter with almighty God. And this is one thing we're going to make encounters great again. We're going to get back to a place in the church where we actually believe that encounters with God are essential to the body of Christ. It seems like pastor somehow, some way we've turned it to where now sermons are essential offerings are essential worship sets are essential preaching is essential right every service has to have these elements and then the encounter portion of the service or of the body of christ is optional like if you and this is what we say if you want to come to the altar if you want to like wait a minute you made me sit through worship you made me sit through the offering you made me sit through the preaching and now during the time of encounter you're saying if you feel like encountering god and most people because the flesh guys is at war with the things of god even as we're preaching tonight even as we're sharing and miracles are breaking out your flesh is at war against what we're talking about your flesh yeah. is battling the deliverance the healing the breakthrough that god wants to release and it cannot be any longer where encountering god is an optional thing for the body of christ because god desires friend listen to me tonight I feel the fire of God. God desires to encounter every single one of you. The only thing that's gonna break you out, and there's 2,300 of you watching, the only thing that's going to deliver you, the only thing that's gonna save you, being born again is a power encounter. Romans 1.16, I am unashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. And I really believe tonight is that night of encounter for many of you. Many of you that have been hungry, you've been feeling dry, and many of you have been asking, Lord, what are you doing right now? I want to be a part of the right now move. You know, Pastor Mike, one of the things I've asked the Lord and I've prayed about and my pastor, my leaders have said, I want to be a part of what is God doing right now? Do I believe in gathering? Yes, absolutely. I've given my life to the, to the local church. I've given my life to the body of Christ. Do I believe in laying hands in person? Do I believe in in-person gatherings? I believe in all of this, but I want you to know that God is doing something very special and very unique right now. And many people are sleeping on it. We're sleeping on what God is doing and God is blowing the trumpet how is it that you have 1200 people watching walking through new york city how is it we have 2300 people watching right now it is supernatural because the bible says if i be lifted up I will draw all men unto me. So I want to tell some of you tonight, you are not here by accident. You're not here by chance. You did not stumble onto this broadcast. The Holy Spirit has drawn you here to heal you, to deliver you. And I want to speak to you. Listen, if you're an atheist, 
I dare you. I dare you tonight to say, God, if you're real, I'll lay everything down. That's what I said. I didn't believe God was real. That's why I said it. And the power and the presence of God. Now, listen, if you don't like God, if you want your anxiety back, if you want your depression back, if you want your fear back, if you want your demons back, there is a 30-day depression back guarantee where the enemy will give you all the stuff that you left back. Lay down tonight your anxiety. Lay down tonight your depression. Lay down tonight your fear. Lay down tonight those curses and those demons. Let it all go tonight. And if you're unhappy with joy, with peace, with waking up, I mean, imagine waking up with a sound mind. Who am I preaching tonight? Where are you guys at in the chat? Imagine going to bed with peace. This is what God wants you to do. This digital internet revival where God through the internet is waking up his church, is waking up people where thousands of you that say every single broadcast, I've never heard about deliverance. I've never heard about the Holy Spirit. I've never heard about praying in tongues. I've never heard that I can do everything God has said in scripture that the disciples can do, I can now do. I've lived stuck for years. God is using these broadcasts to lift you out. So we're speaking faith tonight. We're not speaking, we were both atheists, y'all. We are speaking the hand and power of God. And so I'd love Pastor Mike, if you'd share, how did you go? Was it an encounter? Was it a church service? Was it a decision, a prayer you prayed where you go from being this person Person that doesn't believe in God to now you are a radical preacher for the gospel. Yeah, many of you watching right now are connected to an atheist. You have a husband who identifies as an atheist or agnostic. You have children that you raised Come in on. the church, and for whatever reason, they've they binge watch YouTube videos enough to the point where they think that they know something, right? But I'm telling you that right now we're stepping into a new season. I want to declare it because what's going to begin to happen, and I see it in the chat. Many of you are already saying it before I said it. There's a transition happening, and this transition is going to be from powerless to powerful. And what we're going to see is, is it, right now, I'm telling you, when you're two steps ahead of people, you're their leader. When you're 10 steps ahead, you're their martyr. So what I mean by that is first they call you crazy, and then they ask you how you did it after you get the results. So at first, I'm seeing signs, miracles, wonders, all these crazy things happen every day, holding my phone to my face on live walking through the streets of New York City. It's like, yeah, I don't know about that. And then after the accumulation of so many medically verifiable miracles, now the pastors are like, yo, I, I gotta figure this out. Like what's going on? Because see, theology is always gonna have to submit to experience. You know, it's like when you live it out, people will say, well, well, miracles don't happen today. Well, I beg to differ. Like not only am I one, but I've seen so many. I want to tell you a quick story before I tell you about my conversion from atheism to what I am today, whatever this is. Somebody said Vinny from Jersey Shore in the comments, and I, but I'm not offended. <laughs> but, but I had a woman watching my daily broadcast who suffers with MS, and she's on staff at a Baptist church in Texas. And all I said during that broadcast was, Sometimes as Christians, we give God permission, I'm saying it in air quotes right now, to heal the things that modern science can already heal. But there's things that modern science don't, doesn't have a cure for, and it's almost like we put that in a compartment and say, well, God can't heal that because science can't heal it. You know, there's different degrees of faith that people have, you know? And so what I was challenging people on the broadcast to believe 
is that God can heal them of things that medicine has no intervention, no treatment, no cure. Like just because medicine can't cure it doesn't mean the great physician, his hands are tied. And so this woman's watching. She's on staff at a Baptist church in Texas. And immediately some of her symptoms disappear during the broadcast. Then she monitors it for a couple of days after the broadcast. And she's like, I think I'm completely healed. Now, my thing is, because I come from a background of atheism, I'm really big into science. I'm really big into philosophy. I'm like, hey, due diligence and go get it medically verified. Like it's, you know, if you want to go get the paperwork, let's just like, let's just print it out and pin it to your wall and say, how do you like me now, devil? Like it's medically verified. So this woman emails me to tell me that she goes on a journey and doctors come back and give her a medical verification. And even the verbiage that they used in the report, because doctors never want to tell you you're completely healed. They don't, you know what I mean? They don't like, they'll say that it resolved and resolved is doctor's term for, we have no explanation for what Jesus did in this situation. And so this woman who's at a Baptist church in Texas, people on her own staff were like, I don't know if God can heal MS, but she watched the broadcast, she believed. She just believed, and then God did what medical science could not do. I, Isaiah, that is one of hundreds of stories that have taken place, not in my lifetime, but within the last year of just, just broadcasting. And so if you're watching right now, and it's MS, it's cancer that the doctors said are terminal. I beg to differ. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that God can do the thing which science cannot do. I want to read a scripture because I've got something that's just stuck in my craw right now. Is that all right if I read like an old school physical Bible during your broadcast? <laughs> this is analog. I don't know if I got anybody who has a Bible without notification, but okay. So in Mark chapter 16, I never saw this before. I've read the Bible cover to cover for the last two decades many times. I never got this revelation. And if you're a preacher, you can use this Easter Sunday because Easter Sunday has become very ironic to me, Isaiah. Easter Sunday is where we wear our best clothes for, to attend the worst service. It's like we put on the best production. We try to rival Broadway. We've got the lights. We got the LED walls, but we're not inviting people into encounter with the living God. And it's so ironic to tell people that we serve the resurrected King, but we deny resurrection power. So I saw something that absolutely blew me away. In, in Mark chapter 16, it says, when the Sabbath was passed, you have Mary Magdalene, then you have the other Mary, mother of James, and you have this cast of characters who are close followers of Jesus who show up to the tomb. And it says they, they actually bought spices so that they might go and anoint the body of Christ. And here's the revelation that I got. It was so profound. This is fresh. This morning, God showed me this. You had some of the closest followers of Christ show up to the tomb to make the best out of a bad situation in their mind. They were like, you know what? It's over. He didn't resurrect. We're going to go anoint his body. We're going to embalm him. And I thought about this, Isaiah. Religion will always try to embalm that which God has already resurrected. And here's the thing about it. So many of us are like, oh, I love social justice Jesus. We're trying to embalm him. 
You know, like we deny the resurrection power. We love the Jesus that helps the widow and the poor and the orphan, the social justice warrior, the racial reconciliation Jesus. We love that Jesus. And that's great because he was that, but that's not all he was. We, we, love, we love Jesus, that's great philosophical teacher. I've got friends who are atheists who are like, I love philosopher Jesus because they parallel him with Mahatma Gandhi and with Martin Luther King and with Buddha and with Muhammad. The problem is when all those people died, they stay dead. And so you can't embalm Jesus to make him just a moral philosophical teacher. He is the resurrected king with resurrection power. And even his closest followers showed up in Mark chapter 16 to anoint him, essentially embalm. It was like, hey, we'll just make the best of a bad situation. And if you look at the lives of most Christians, and I'm just going deep because I know the people who listen to this want the meat of the word. So many of us are like, you know what? I'll just deal with this pain in my body. You know, I, at least I got Jesus and he encourages me when I read the Psalms. At least I just pray he makes me feel a little bit better. I'll just deal with this cancer. I'll just deal with this MS. And we try to buy spices and bring a fragrance into a situation that stinks and God wants to heal it. And I don't know about you, and I, I hope that I stir something up inside of somebody watching right now. I want resurrection power. Like if it was the power that brought Jesus out of the grave, it's the power that can heal your body right now, can set your mind right. So here's my story of how I went from atheism to full-blown believer. I am, I know none of you believe this, but I'm an introvert, right? So the whole idea of cameras being on me all day is like agonizing. I always say that like Lord of the Rings reference, it's like Frodo can take the ring to Mordor because he can be trusted. <laughs> I feel like I don't want the glory and God knows that. So he's like, here, put a camera on Mike. It's safer. But because the thing is, I'm, I'm painfully introverted. I'm the least likely. I, I, I just, and so I always hid. I always, when I was in church settings, I was the guy who was like, no, I, I don't even want to be in this environment. And so what happened was um, I come out of a church service. A woman looks at me for the very first time. She's walking down the street. This is in East Chicago. And all of a sudden her face turns ghost white. And she's like, I know I've never met you, but I had a dream that you preached at my church and revival broke out, revival among the young people. And I looked at her. This is my response. This is not the Mike Signorelli you see today. This is, this is hood rat Mike Signorelli. I said, woman, you are crazy. I have never preached in my life and I never will. And I dismissed her. But she was so adamant about this prophetic dream that she had that she kept going back to my pastor and saying, I know this sounds crazy. I don't even go to your church. I go to another church. But when I saw him, so here's what happened, Isaiah, something just activated inside of me. And all of a sudden, I, this boldness, this thing, and, and now I know that it was the gift of God that was being activated by this woman's faith. I said, after her persistence of many weeks, I said, I'll do it. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no theology. I, I, I literally was like, I'm stepping into this. But within the first 15 seconds of preaching that sermon, a lightning bolt struck me. That's the only way I can explain it. The, the words that begin to come out of my mouth, James chapter one, verse five says, if you ask God for wisdom, he will give it to you without reproach. He'll just lavish you with wisdom. 
It's even like how they said in Acts 2 and on that they perceived that they were unlearned men because they're like, I have no idea where this wisdom's coming from. There's something about the Holy Spirit activating inside of you that empowers you to do the thing that you simply cannot do in and of your own power. And so I preach this sermon, all these people get saved, but then that woman had a daughter who was born with a decrepit hand from birth, and she now is four years old. I, Isaiah, I had never done this before. I was a total rookie. I had no idea what I was doing. I laid my hand. She brought, this woman brought her daughter up. I laid my hand on her daughter, and immediately the daughter's hand stretched forth like a regenerative miracle occurred. When her hand stretched forth like that and was healed, the place went absolutely berserk. I mean, it was up for grabs. So not only was that woman's dream fulfilled, but her daughter was healed and the gift for preaching was activated in me. And so just like you, I saw the unadulterated real power of God. And what people are craving right now is to encounter something real. And you know, I know you talk about this a lot as well in your podcast and on your broadcast, but the thing about it is, spirituality or the desire for spiritual things is increasing, not decreasing. So you, you would think that because of, you know, uh, science and Google and, 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 you know, we're moving in that direction that it would decrease people's connection to religion is decreasing, but their desire for the spiritual realm is increasing. And if we don't show up with the real thing, Satan is waiting with counterfeits at every twist and turn. So I believe it's more important now than ever to preach Jesus Christ, the true gospel, with signs, miracles, and wonders. Paul said, sometimes I come to you with a really great convincing sermon, but sometimes I come to you with a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's both. So good. You know, one of the things that shocks me and just being a part of the body of Christ for the last 10 years, getting saved at 19, is that the church is open to the spiritual realm, just not God's spiritual realm. They're open to, I, I, I okay, I got to be careful here because I'm going to give some people away. I was a part of a church where literally all the pastors, think about this, were out watching Twilight, out watching Harry Potter, out watching magic and witchcraft. And this is obviously, you could tell years ago when Twilight was popular. But in the same token, they're in the pastor's office upset and bitter because we're casting demons out of people because we're laying hands on the sick and my my mind could not wrap around the fact that pastors and leaders are okay with the spiritual realm in darkness and they're not offended by the bachelor and they're not offended by tyler perry movies but the moment we start preaching like we're preaching tonight we're talking about the power of god the anointing of god the fire of god the supernatural realm now pastors are freaking out going wait a minute christians can't have demons there's no such thing as curses there's no such thing as a spiritual realm we don't need the power of god yet they're be they're willing to go watch movies listening to music that opens up spiritual portals and this is one thing i've heard you talk about pastor mike i've been talking about is there is a lot of things right now people are going through mentally i just saw today on the news they said that mental i, don't, I forget what it was mental disease or whatever they call it, mental disorders right are at a record breaking high I heard, I heard this today on a news headline they said anxiety depression stress fear suicide all these mental battles you can think of are at an all-time high and this is what the secular world is saying and the news article headline says we don't know what to do about all these people that are coming out of quarantine that are dealing with mental battles, dealing with mental strongholds, dealing with mental, and here's what they call it, 
illnesses. And so the world is trying to label what we would say is demonic, demonic strongholds, demonic spirits, generational curses. They say they run in your family, even attacks at night we've been talking about. Yet we as a body of Christ, because we've not raised up, assaulted hell's gates, blown the trumpet, God equipped teaching deliverance, teaching revival, teaching breakthrough, teaching signs and wonders, demonstrating the kingdom of God. You now have the world headlines. Literally, guys, listen to me closely tonight, begging the church to wake up. Now, the Bible says that the earth groans, cries out, and is in labor pains. And what is the earth groaning for? What are they crying out for? Why is the earth in labor pains? And here's what the Bible says. They are doing this for the sons of the Holy Ghost and the daughters of God to be revealed. The world is in labor right now. The earthquakes, the hurricanes, the pandemic. Friend, this pandemic is a labor pain. And I don't believe it's Braxton Hicks. Okay, I have four kids. I know all about this stuff. I don't believe it's Braxton Hicks. I believe that we are living in the last days where the power of God is being released like never before on the earth. One of my favorite verses in the entire Bible says they will be volunteers. It's Psalms 110.3. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power in the beauty of, the, of, the, of holiness. So God is saying, I'm not looking for you to have to beg, to have to ask. Pastors and leaders, listen, there's 2,500 of you. I know there's a ton of pastors in the chat. This is the time now where you don't need to beg. You don't have to keep begging. Demonstrate God's kingdom in your church. There is power here tonight in your church. On Sunday morning when you gather, there is power to save. There is power to heal. There is power to bring breakthrough in marriages, power to bring breakthrough in families. We're not talking religion, y'all. We are talking about the power and the demonstration of God. And if I'm, we're crying out tonight. We're begging you tonight. We're saying get serious about what God is doing, but not just us. The world is, yesterday in Boulder, Colorado, 10 people shot in a grocery store. And you don't think that's the world crying out, saying, where is the body of Christ? Friend, listen, if we're not doing deliverance, if we're not breaking strongholds, if we're not on the front lines fighting for this thing, preaching this gospel, seeing atheists converted, your son who's an atheist, is not going to be converted on a Sunday morning pizza party. He's not going to be converted at bingo night at the church. He's going to be converted when the raw presence and power of God invades your house. And I know this because Pastor Mike, my brother was not only on drugs, selling drugs, drinking a handle of vodka every night, partying, doing everything you can imagine, moving in two weeks from the day I got saved to go plant a drug house in San Francisco. But he would literally, this is a true story, he would come home while revival was happening in our living room, would run to his bedroom, lock his door and this is a true story would put a towel under his door because he felt something coming into his room and he didn't know how to get it out so he thought maybe i can stop the holy spirit by putting a towel under my door because he didn't have any language to understand that when the power and i feel the fire tonight when the power and the presence of god breaks into your house and i speak this over you prophetically the power the presence the revival fire is coming over your house today when that breaks in your house your son who's an atheist your daughter who's an atheist your husband who's an atheist your wife who's an atheist are not going to have anything to say or anything to do because god's presence is a bulldozer friend i'm telling you the presence of god and i want to say this we are living right now in unprecedented times where more people, listen to me closely, all of you that are like, oh, I don't know, more people are being reached with the gospel due to the internet than any time in human history. And I was reading this today, Revelation 1-7. It says, look, he comes with the clouds of heaven, and notice what it says here, and everyone will see him. 
Okay, everyone, even those who pierced him and all the nations of the world were mourned for him. Yes, amen. How will everyone see the return of the Lord? How will everyone see him come with clouds of heaven? Through social media. We are living right now in a time where the entire world is able to see through the internet, through the live streaming, the second coming of our Lord because most of the world has access. Now, I got on TikTok a couple weeks ago. I didn't want to. I was like, but I got to reach people. There's a bunch of young people and I might as well because I'm on all the other platforms. I did not realize, Pastor Mike, a billion people use TikTok. A billion. One billion people. But what is the church doing? Meanwhile, we're trying to hide it, hide out in our buildings. Listen, praise the Lord for buildings. We're trying to hide out in our meetings, hide out in our services, talk about how bad the devil is, how bad the world is, but not willing to infiltrate the kingdoms of this world. Facebook is not a Christian organization, y'all, yet there's a thousand of you on right now watching this, us preach the gospel. YouTube is not a Christian organization, yet there's 1,600 of you or whatever on here that are watching us preach the gospel. So God says, I'm gonna take, and this is one of the things that we talk about when it comes to digital revival, I'm going to take the systems, the kingdoms, and the things of this world, the rulers of this world, and I'm going to turn them around and use them for my honor and use them for my glory and use them for my power. And one of the words we got in 2019 was 2020 would be the year, and I shared this on your broadcast, of internet revival. Now, not knowing about COVID or nothing and not realizing, and this is why I connected with you, that God was not just doing it with us but God was organically speaking to people, people like you, people like me, people like Pastor Vlad, people like Alexander Pagani, people like TJ, all these ones we're having on these shows that are live streaming to be able to see revival breakout in on a global level through the power of the internet. The devil is the prince of the air, but I'm telling you right now, we are overtaking the airways in Jesus' name. And let me say this, yes. I hope somebody gets convicted tonight. This is not, you cannot argue me with this, okay? What I'm about to say. The easiest time in human history, okay? I want you to write this down. The easiest time in human history to share your faith, to spread the word of God. And the question we have to ask ourselves with all these tools that God has given us all these tools to utilize, and this is not even, this is what in lockdown, this is in quarantine, all these tools to share our faith and what are we doing with them? I had a lady last night, Pastor Mike, last night on my call-in show, 61 years old. And this is what she said. This is from her word. She's in the chat tonight. 61 years old she said i've been in church for 40 years and i learned just in your broadcast in a few months more than i've learned sitting in church for 40 years so here's what she does 61 years old she makes a TikTok at 61 and i followed her by the way okay i only follow 15 people on there i follow her and she's posting TikTok videos at 61 years old about what god is doing and people are watching her videos so i want to ask the 2700 of you watching right now in the chat what are you waiting for? This is not a call for just us. Every yeah. single one of you have access right now. I don't care if you're 60, 70. What is my family going to think? Don't tell them to make a TikTok because this is literally the most powerful social media platform. The algorithm is insane. Most powerful algorithm ever created. You can literally right now make a TikTok tonight and start sharing your faith and start. And what would happen if thousands, let's just, let's get, let's have actual faith tonight and just think crazy. Millions of believers started rising up and flooding social media with the gospel, flooding TikTok, flooding Facebook, flooding YouTube. Now, those are a little bit harder to use if you don't have a platform, but right now, every one of you can make a TikTok. And I wanna challenge all of you to participate in what God is doing and say, right now, I'm gonna start sharing my faith. And it's only 60 seconds, y'all. So this is the good thing. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to have eloquent words. You don't have to preach a 40 minute message like we do on here. You can literally give 60 seconds and say, and listen, well, I'm a stay at home dad. I'm a stay at home mom. Even better. 
because you can literally make videos and here's what the algorithm is going to do it's going to take your videos put them in front of people that are not believers these are not believers that are going to hear your your videos and what if you only get 10 views what if you only get 20 views what if you don't get a million views like pastor mike or a million views like pastor isaiah or whatever what if you get 30 or 50 or 100 or 1000 i know a young kid right now he actually followed me on tiktok i followed him back has like 3 million followers he's this young kid that literally makes videos of him talking about god and he gets millions of views and people are getting delivered saved healed in his broadcast what could God do? And I want to just challenge you guys. It's so easy that right now you can do this, that God is releasing healing. And if you read the Bible, all through the Bible, you're going to see the streams. Okay, are you guys catching this? The streams of God bringing healing to nations. John 7, 38. Anyone who believes, the one who believes in me, the scripture has said, will have streams, come on now, of living water flowing from deep within him. So God is using our streams, our live streams, to flow out of these broadcasts and bring healing and bring life to the nations. And I want to challenge you guys that God is doing it now. This is your time. The enemy knows the power of the internet. The enemy is working overtime to keep you hooked online, to further his agenda, to pollute our society. And I believe tonight, digital revival, we need to take back the internet. We need to use the, the internet as a place of healing, a place of breakthrough. It's time to take back the airwaves in Jesus' name. And I'm not talking now. I know there's a bunch of you pastors like, oh, I already streamed my service. That's not what I'm talking about. Praise God, keep doing that. I'm talking about using innovative ways to reach people with the gospel. We, in the last 10 days, have had 10 million views on our deliverance video. So 10 million people saw a demon cast out. What do you think that does to the enemy? The devil doesn't want to see this. So I think we just need you, and you can touch on this too, Pastor Mike, but I want to really challenge people tonight to get online, start a blog, start a podcast, get on TikTok, get on Facebook, and start sharing your faith. And you might say, well, I'm embarrassed. Don't even tell your family. Just make a page and start preaching and watch what God will do with his power, with his anointing in Jesus' name. Man, that is so good. I want everybody to hear me say this. You cannot steer a parked car. Come on. Like you've got to put your car in motion in order to grab the steering wheel and take it somewhere. And so this is what I want you to do. Do something. Allow God to use you. That story I told you, I didn't have a theology degree, still don't have one, but I've led people to Christ, cast out demons. And everybody's like, here's the thing. If you're waiting for me to do it, if you're waiting for Isaiah to do it, we're, we're doing what God's called us to do. But Part of getting unstuck is saying Acts chapter one, verse eight says, after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. And when you read that scripture, it essentially says locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. And so for us to be doing this broadcast right now, many of you think I have an accent because the way I speak English is different than the way you speak it. You have the accent, by the way. But see, what God, what God is doing is enabling us to reach people globally. But people all the time are like, Pastor Mike, teach me. Here's the thing. I experience so much more by listening to the Holy Spirit and activating that which I already know to do. And see, it's what's going to happen in many of your lives is God's going to use you and that's going to cause you to fan that flame that's inside of you. And I, I just feel such a burden right now to say this because I think what happens is we, we build audiences when God's called us to build armies. 
And, and what I love so much about my broadcast, about your broadcast, we got Vlad and other guys rising up. It's like, we're not building audiences. We are equipping and building armies. And what happens is when, when, when the people leave this broadcast and go into the Walmart, okay, we've got Intel in the Walmart right now. When they go to the grocery store, the devil is not safe anywhere we go because we're going into the ends of the earth. And so I want you to leave this place dangerous, leave this broadcast dangerous today to say that God's going to use me. And, and I think many of you, the enemy would love for you to be so condemned for you to feel, you know, I hear people, they go to church, Isaiah for years. And they're like, I don't know how to cast out a demon. I don't know how to prophesy. I don't know how to give somebody a word. And it's like, I tell people all the time, I don't wait till I have a word to give a word. I open my mouth and God fills it. You know, I, and so many of you are like, well, I'll wait till God gives me a prophetic word. Then I'll prophesy actually just open your mouth and then let him fill it. It's it, because it takes more faith. You can't operate in the gifts without faith. Same thing with demons. I cannot tell you how many times I've been at a church, begin to pray for somebody, but because of the way in which I live my life, it's very confrontational to the works of darkness. People manifest like crazy. I can't be a seeker sensitive pastor. Even if I try Isaiah, our church services, it's like people just manifest demons all the time. I, I, it's like, even if I tried to have a nice clean church service, it just never happens that way because the enemy just hates me and I hate him more. <laughs> and so I was at a church service the other day uh, and I was praying for, this was months ago, actually, I was, I was praying for someone and, uh, literally she was like, pray for my emotions. This is what she said. Pray for my emotions. Pray for, I, I feel like I have wounds from the past. So honestly, nothing was coming up on my radar demonic, but I was like, I'll just begin to pray for her. And immediately she started manifesting. And it was, I'll tell you two things happened. One, she got completely free because we cast those demons out. But two, everybody within earshot could hear these demons say, I hate her. I've been in, literally they said, I've been in her for years. She's mine. We aren't leaving. And I'll tell you what, when it was all said and done, it was like, you know, and you've had this moment where it's like somebody turns on an extra set of lights when it's all over, you know, you feel that you feel that tangible presence of peace. Like God is just like in that moment. And so she gets up and she's like, whoa, what just happened? And then she starts apologizing. It's like, Pastor Mike, I'm so sorry. I didn't think that was going to happen. I'm like, you don't have anything to be sorry about. Like you just got free, girl. But my point is I was watching people's teenagers. They were watching this deliverance happen. And I watch as it was all unfolding, you know, I was watching this woman get free as I was casting demons out of her, but I was simultaneously watching young people lean into that moment and say, wow, I know this woman, she's normal. She, you know, I, I spend, I see her every week at church, but it was evidence to them of the reality of, you, you know, I'll put it like this. Sometimes we try so hard to prove to people that God exists. We'll do the work of deliverance and show people how real the devil is. And then they'll start to understand how real God is. And so there's something stirring inside of many of you right now, even hearing these stories because God wants you to be free. He wants your family to be free. But I, I really feel that there is a burden for many of you to take the tools that Isaiah has given you and to use them. Take the tools. I saw someone, a woman named uh, Diana, 
and who watches my broadcast, she's like, I've been to church for 15 years. And she said in the chat, I learned more in one year just than I have in 15 years. And so there's, there's something that's stirring inside of many of you. And it's, it's what we call activation. Activation is when you just say, okay, I'm ready. I've received something. I know all I need to know. And now I'm going to walk this thing out. Because even during this broadcast, you can walk over to your own kids, lay your hands on them, believe for healing. You know, it's, it's just, it's just simple obedience. And that's how God gets the glory. So good. And I want to talk about too, before we start praying, we are going to pray for people for healing. We're going to pray for breakthrough and we're going to pray. I want to pray specifically too, for those that have atheist family members that they would come to the Lord. I'm a product. And I know you are too of a family member of people gathering around praying and believing God and I'm a result and I was the interest of somebody's investment in prayer but I want to say this and one of the main things that some of you are not going to fully catch this or get this that's hindering us or stopping us from this next wave of revival this new move of God I would say this digital revival that is happening right now in our world that everyone God is calling everybody in the body of Christ to participate in this new thing is what God did in the past so many of us and I listen when I was a kid my favorite or when I was a young teenager my favorite movie was Napoleon Dynamite and it was I would always laugh when Uncle Rico would say man if coach would just put me in right he, he's a he's a perfect picture of the American church the believer that's living in the past living off of what God did yesterday and many of you are like that you're living off of something God did yesterday and God is saying to you tonight I want to do something greater and listen I'm gonna give you I'm gonna show you this in scripture God actually is saying I want you to forget the good things I did in the past. And if you look at Isaiah 43, 16, it says this, this is what the Lord says. So it's not what Isaiah is saying. This is what the Lord is saying. He said, this is what the Lord says, who made a path through the sea, a path through mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and the reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. God is reminding Isaiah of the great victories and the people of the great victories and the way God delivered his people and all that God did. So God is reminding Isaiah of all the good he did. But I want you to notice, because no one ever reads that, verse 16. I want you to notice verse 18 says this. This is God. Now you're not going to believe this if I didn't tell you this is in this Bible. This is what God says after verse 16. He says, this is all the great things I did. And this is an instruction to Isaiah. Do not remember the former things of the past or even consider the things of old and this is this is the kicker behold i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it or see it i will even make a pathway or a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert or streams in the desert so god is saying listen i want you to forget don't even consider Oh, this revival five years ago. Oh, this revival 10 years ago. Oh, we had a move of God at our church. Oh, I had a move of God in my life because God is saying, listen, what I did before is a hindrance to the new thing that I'm trying to do because revival in one generation, or let me say it this way, revival in the last generation could be religion in this generation. And we have spent so much time and energy worried about and talking about and praying about what God did before. And if only God can move like he moved yesterday and only revival could happen in my family the way it did before and we live our lives like uncle rico i know it's funny to say living in the past when god says isaiah forget what i did back then was it great yes did i do miracles yes was revival amazing yes but what about what i'm doing today and so many people always come to me I remember when I was like you, brother. I remember when I was on fire like you. I remember when I saw miracles like you. I remember when I was passionate like you. And my response is always, 
What about now? Like, ask yourself tonight, the 2,600 of you watching, ask yourself, what, where am I now? Was there a revival in the past? Praise the Lord for revival and awakening in Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake and uh, John Wesley. But I'm not worried about Smith Wigglesworth. Yeah. Smith Wigglesworth is standing before God, is in heaven. He's not, he has no effect on this generation. I'm worried about what is God saying to me now? I want to be a part of this digital revival, this digital awakening, this move of the Holy Spirit that God is doing. And God is saying, I want to release rivers in the desert. In other words, tonight, I'm going to bring life into dry places. When you've been feeling dry in your prayers, come on, type one, if you've been feeling dry. If you've been feeling dry in your walk, dry in your hunger, you say, Isaiah, during this pandemic, I've just been dry. The Lord says, I'm about to do something that in the driest places, hear me loud tonight, in the driest places, I'm going to bring forth life. In the driest places, I'm going to bring forth passion. No more dryness in Jesus' name. No more dullness in Jesus' name. A passion is beginning to rise. I speak over you and I prophesy tonight that there is a passion getting ready to rise up on the inside of you, that you will be, oh, I feel the fire tonight, that you will be excited again, that you will dream again, that you will get out of bed again with passion, that tears might come at night, but I hear the Holy Spirit saying joy is coming in the morning, that that depression is getting ready to break, that that fear is getting ready to break. And then he says, Isaiah, don't even stress because I I love this. I love this. He says, I'm going to make a path in the wilderness. In other words, ready for this? I'm going to show you how to get out of the wilderness. This wilderness season you're in is not a place to live. It's not a place to camp out. God says, Isaiah, do you realize I want to do something new that's going to take you out of wandering? Friend, you've been doing the same thing for God. I wish somebody would help me in the chat. You've been doing the same thing for God for the last 20 to 40 years. You've been in the same cycle you are in a wilderness the wilderness is a place of you doing the same thing and God says no more going in circles tonight I'm getting ready to show you your way out I'm getting ready to give you a pathway out of the wilderness and I say in Jesus name somebody is getting ready to find their way out of the wilderness tonight in Jesus name some of you used to witness to people some of you used to be passionate about God Some of you used to be excited about fasting, excited about prayer, excited about holiness. And the Lord says, where has your passion gone? Where are you, Israel? Now you're wandering, you're dry. But God says, I'm getting ready to revive you. I really believe this, Pastor Mike. We're breaking Mm -hmm. the cycle tonight. Somebody, Somebody hear me tonight. We are breaking the cycle in the mighty name of Jesus. No more wandering. If you've been in a season where you just feel dead, God says there is life, there is power. You know, my shirt, this is from Jenny Weaver, by the way, guys, I'm sponsored by her. It says, it's revival for me. Like, and everyone has that saying like, oh, it's this for me, it's that, you know, that TikTok saying. No, like, listen, it's revival. Like, this is what it is I live for. I, I live for revival, for God's spirit, for God's power, for the move of the spirit to equip the body of Christ. And I'm speaking over somebody that you are waking up, that you are waking up in Jesus' name, that you're breaking out, that being stuck in the mud, stuck in the rut, no more. It's time to wake up. It's time for digital revival. It's time for God to use you. I don't care what capacity. I really believe God has something for you right now. I know many of you, listen, I'm in Central California. 
I get it, all right? We're still locked down, y'all. We're still shut. The gyms are still closed. The restaurants are still out, only outside. Like, but guess what? I've had the greatest year of my entire life because I said, Lord, I'm not going to survive quarantine. I'm going to strive. I made this commitment in March when things shut down. I said, I'm not going to live in wallow in tears. I'm going to go above and beyond everything I've done in the past. And I believe this is a prophetic word, digital awakening, digital revival for many of you. I think tonight, Pastor Mike, it's time that God is just breaking people out that feel stuck and in the wilderness tonight. Yeah, there are prophetic times and seasons. And I want to echo something that I said when you were on my broadcast. In March, we march. Come on, say this, it. This, there's something about the Valley of Dry Bones. You guys know this story. But in March, in the month of March, we march. And I'm going to take it back to the beginning of the broadcast where I said, do the thing the devil doesn't think you'll do. The devil thinks you'll stay in your sick bed. He thinks that you'll keep complaining and nursing wounds from the past. Oh, my pastor hurt me. Uh, I was hurt in ministry. My husband walked out. Yes, all that's true, but does it render the cross powerless? No, of course not. And so there's something about in the month of March, we march. And there's something about being healed enough. There's, there's, it's like being, sometimes you just say, God, I'm healed enough to get up. I'm healed enough to take the next step. I'm healed enough to tell my friend about Jesus. I'm healed enough to throw the cigarettes in the toilet, to break the bong. That's how we started to see the digital revival is like, you know what? I don't have it all figured out, but I know what I need to do right now. And there's something about instantaneous obedience. I feel that prophetically right now. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. The timeliness of it matters. I feel like I'm speaking profoundly to somebody right now. Instantaneous obedience is what God demands right now. Delayed obedience is disobedience. I feel that so deep in my soul. Some of you need to send the text messages to people now. Some of you guys need to sow now. Some of you guys need to pray now. Some of you guys need to instantaneously obey. This is the day. You know, I have somebody in my text community. I got a text just before this broadcast from someone who said, Hey, I know you don't know this, but this is the mother of this person. I want to thank you for texting them consistently. They actually died unexpectedly. I'm mourning it. She was my only child and I have her phone in my possession. And pastor, I want to thank you for texting her. And I was just like, what are you kidding me? Some of you don't understand delayed obedience is disobedience. I'm talking, I want to know where the real ones are who say enough is enough. Some of you need to get up off your couch right now and stand up while you're listening to the sound of my voice and say, right now is the time. There are many of you listening who have a greater anointing, a greater gifting, who have a greater capacity or ability to preach, to prophesy. You're going to make me and Isaiah look like small timers, but the difference is I'm an obedient fool and you're a disobedient expert. So you need to stand up and be obedient and let God use you because the freedom that you desire is on the other side of your obedience. And yeah, I'm seeing the comments right now. There's many of you because revival is just about saying yes. It's just about saying yes. It's just about saying yes. And I, God will put a yes in your spirit, but you have to respond to that because many of you have desired to go back. And, you know, for me, it's like, 
it's like you said, this has been the greatest year of my life in so many ways. Even for V1 Church, you know, we had a John Maxwell company called Enjoy do a deep dive of my church on all of our metrics, financial, et cetera, et cetera. And they said, Mike, you hit fastest growing church in America category during a global pandemic. How in the world did you do it? I said, honestly, I just obeyed the Holy Spirit. I felt like walking around with my phone to my face was the dumbest thing in the world, but I knew it was him and I gave him my yes. And now millions are living in my yes. So if you want to start a digital revival, I need to see your yes in the chat right now. I need to see your yes, because there's something about a simple yes that will take you into the next season. In March, we march. I love it. So what we're going to do, guys, we're going to start praying for the chat here. I want to pray for encounters in families, encounters in living rooms, living room revival, atheists to get saved, family members. So here's what I want to do. I want you... Now, some of you, you've forgotten that loved one. You've forgotten that family. God's going to bring them to remembrance. I want you to stand in the gap. This is intercession, standing in the gap for that love, loved one, that family member, that friend, because I was that guy. My cousin literally pinned my name to a cross like a month before I got saved at a church down, right? The church I got saved in, I believe it was, she pinned my name to the cross. I ended up getting saved like a month later. So I believe that God wants to do that type of encounter. If your husband's not saved, if your wife is not saved, this is the time where I want you to stand in the gap as I pray. And then I'm gonna pass it to you, Pastor Mike, and you can feel led to pray how you want, but I also would love you to pray over those that are sick in body. Because tonight we are yeah. believing for demonstration. We're not on here just, we've been, listen, we've been preaching to you guys for an hour. We're not just on here preaching at you guys, talking to you about God. We wanna see demonstration. We've seen it. We've been sharing testimonies of what God has done. Literally thousands have gotten healed, have gotten delivered. I see people in the chat that are saying, I'm starting my deliverance team. I'm starting my network. I'm starting my YouTube channel. Come on, somebody. I'm starting my TikTok. I'm starting my Come Facebook. On. I'm getting serious about what God is doing. I'm getting serious about revival. I'm an army, not an audience. I'm not a fan, I'm a follower, and I'm getting ready to see God move in my personal life. Now, will you explode and have millions of followers? Maybe, maybe not, but that might not be your calling. Your calling is to be obedient and God will give you as much as you can handle. All God is looking for is for somebody to say yes. And listen, there's 2,700 of you live right now. And there's going to be several hundred thousand just on Facebook watching it throughout this week. What would happen if every single one of us said yes tonight, got enlisted in the army of God and said, God, I'm not playing church. I'm not playing games. I'm going hard after you. I'm going to utilize every tool, everything you've given me, and I'm going to start for your honor, for your glory. So Father, we pray right now that you would just begin to bring your power, you'd begin to bring your fire, you'd begin to bring your anointing over every one of our friends and family that do not know you. We are believing that us, as for me and my house, they shall be saved. That husbands, wives, children, cousins, uncles, aunts, Lord, we ask that you would release divine encounter right now. We pray that your fire would be released. We pray that the angels would be released. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would go and arrest our friends and family, that you would send your power in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we are asking for a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We are asking for a mighty move of God right now. We are standing in the gap. Maybe you need to type their name out in the chat. We are standing in the gap for our atheist family. 
our atheist friends, our coworkers that don't believe. We pray that you would release power encounters in Jesus' name. We pray that the sick would be healed, Lord. And we say, utilize us. I pray over you dreams and visions and revelation and favor in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray right now, James, Louise, Joe, Christy, Claudia, Jesse, Sean, Rusty, Christine, Lisa, we pray right now and we stand in the gap and we are believing. Guess what? We're going to keep knocking. We're going to keep asking. We're not going to stop. We are going to keep believing that God is going to save every family, every friend, every person by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I know if you can save me as an atheist, if you can save Pastor Mike as an atheist, Lord, what could you do in the lives of these people that are believing you, that are believing for encounter, that are believing for revival? I pray for divine encounter in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray deliverance. I pray deliverance over those friends and family right now that you're believing God for. I pray that deliverance would begin to break out. And you guys are you guys are literally typing so many names it froze my entire my entire platform right here. But I pray over every single one of these names deliverance to break out. And we say over our friends and family Satan Get your hands off of them. We yeah. say that you are powerless, that you are defeated, and that we are bruising your head. The head of the serpent is bruised tonight. You are under our feet, and you will not have our children. Come on, somebody needs to pray for that prodigal son right now. You will not have our children in the mighty name of Jesus. They will serve the Lord. They will be mighty in God. They will be used of God, and that God says, I will do the work. I will do what only I can do. I pray for the most impossible, far out, yes. I don't care how addicted I don't care how demonized I pray that God would wake them up in a dream tonight if God can wake up wicked kings in dreams I pray tonight that God would wake them up in the dream that God would speak to them I pray tomorrow they would call you say mom I had a dream and I encountered Jesus I want to serve God I want to go to church I want to know him and I just pray Lord that you would encounter them in dreams you'd encounter them in visions that nothing is too hard for our God the Bible says his ear is not deaf. His arm is not weak. So we pray the strong arm of the Lord to break the strongholds of the enemy. Satan, our family, our friends, and our communities are not your home. And we serve you in eviction notice. And we say, get out, up and out in the mighty name of Jesus. Our family will be saved. I even pray over my four daughters. I say that they will serve the Lord all the days of their life. They will never go back. They will never backslide. They won't even know how to backslide because they'll never taste the world. That you will guard them, that you will guide them, that they'll never have to deal with anything I dealt with because the Lord's hand will be on them all the days of their life. We just pray, Holy Spirit, power of God, anointing of God. We believe tonight by faith. Your word says if we come in agreement that you will respond. Your word says we're two or more gathered. Well, guess what? There's 2,700 gathered tonight. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do right now. And I believe tonight, God is pouring out miracles, healing, deliverance. So Pastor Mike, if you want to, you can pray whatever you want, but I would love you also to touch on just the healing power of God to be released over the chat. And if you're sick in body, just begin to type out what you need healing for. Yeah, you know, it's already starting to happen. I'm following some of your comments. I want to just say somebody just broke their ashtray. They literally destroyed their ashtray, threw away their cigarettes. Addictions are being broken. Here's the thing. God never removes without replacing. Mm. See, he, he wants to remove that addiction and then replace it with, with you. Some of you are going to actually begin to feel an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, and because the Holy Spirit loves to bring you to a place of, of literally being drunk in his spirit where he says, come on over to the real thing. Right now, some of you are going to experience that right now, even through the screen through. Yes, yes, he can do it this way. Come on. There's a spirit of religion being broken off of someone right now in the name of Jesus. 
and bodies are being healed. I just declare right now, somebody in the nerves, like you get tingling in the, in the fingers. If you're somebody who experiences tingling in your fingers for nerves, you're being healed right now. As a matter of fact, it's an instantaneous healing. I want you to put a confirmation in the chat so that others' faith can be strengthened as they see it happening right now. Rheumatoid arthritis, be healed in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, anyone who's harboring bitterness, I want you to do something right now. I want you to audibly begin to say, I forgive, and then in the person's name because forgiveness is going to release bitterness and then physical healings are going to take place as that's broken off of your life. I, I, I'm Right now, you're in your living room. Some of you are in your bathroom. I see a vision of somebody in their bathroom right now. Maybe you lock the door to escape your family to get some privacy. I need you to say, I forgive and then their name and then physical healings are going to happen as the power of darkness is broken off of you in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Prostate, be healed in the name of Jesus. Fibromyalgia, chronic conditions, even people who suffer in the area of autoimmune. Right now, immunity is increasing. We break the curse off of you. And, and I even see God restoring your mind. There's people who have gone on counseling journeys. You've gone on journeys with therapists and you've not gotten a degree of, of, of kind of healing as a result of that. But God's doing in a moment right now. Come on, I already see the comments. That's me, pastor, out of nowhere, I get the tingling and all of a sudden it's breaking. Come on, there's more healing taking place right now. If God is healing you and you feel it, I mean, some of you feel pain being released. I need you to actually try it out. I, if you do something that you could not do moments ago, that's, that's the evidence for you. Matter of fact, every day on my broadcast, this happens. People get a healing and they doubt it. I had a woman whose spine made a question mark it completely went straight. She had to grab her husband to come in, lift up her shirt and take a picture of her spine because she was like, I, I can't believe this. They said it was going to take surgery and it was a risky surgery. And during the broadcast, I prayed just like I am right now and her, her spine completely straightened. And so father, I just pray for people's backs if you need a healing, if you need a, a straightening of the spine, I dare you to believe in this moment because God's going to begin to heal your back. If you're struggling with doubt, I dare you look at the comments, read them as they go by, because God is literally going to show you with your own eyes. Healings take place right now. Yes, come on. Some of you are saying, I'm trying to forgive. Don't try, actually do it. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a choice that produces a feeling. You forgive first and then you'll feel better afterwards. Don't wait for the feeling to forgive. Jesus didn't feel like going the, to the cross, but he went to the cross. He said, nevertheless, and your healing was on the other side of that choice. And so right now, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for freedom, freedom, freedom. Some of you are even forgiving yourself. And you're, you're experiencing that right now. Come on. I just, you know, a lot of times I, I said this the other day, there is a treasure chest that's open. I have two daughters. Isaiah has daughters. Good fathers desire to give their kids things. Like we want to just give them things. Sometimes they earn them. And sometimes we just bless them because you have not because you ask not. And I want some of you to step into your identity as a daughter by asking. 
I know that a lot of times if you come from uh, Catholicism, if you come from other religions, the whole idea of like asking, putting a demand on God is foreign to you. Like, can I do that? Like I, you come with the posture of a beggar when you need to learn how to come boldly before the throne of grace and say, no, I'm going to ask. So right now, Come on. Oh, this is great. I love these comments. I'm trying not to be distracted. It's happening. So this good. is the revival. I, I want to <laughs> pray too that we break every what they call mental illness. We know many yes, of these, there, there are some legitimate mental illnesses, but many of these, what we call mental illnesses are demonic strongholds and demonic spirits. There are some that are actual mental illnesses with an imbalance. And I get the chemical, I get it. I have lots yes. of family in medical, but I'm speaking to those. Now, God can heal you. If you have a, a chemical imbalance in your brain, we just prayed healing, God can heal your brain. For those of you that need that deliverance, we are going to command those things to leave you. Tonight is a night of mass deliverance, mass healing. God can do it in Jesus' name. We've seen him over and over deliver people on these broadcasts, heal people on these broadcasts. And so we're going to command those things to leave. So right now, listen, hmm. if you're in this broadcast and you have anxiety, you have depression, you have tormenting thoughts in your mind, you're bogged down, you can't get out of bed, you feel like there's a weight on you every morning when you try to get out of bed. Maybe you're dealing with insomnia. I feel like the Lord is specifically releasing that hammer to break these things. So right now, in the mighty name yeah. of Jesus, we break every stronghold right now in Jesus' name. We pull them down according to the word of God with spiritual weapons. We assault these mental strongholds and we say they are broken in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus is against every fortress, tower, and stronghold of the enemy. And the enemy is loosening his stronghold right now. That hold these hat on you say, I just cannot shake this. We command it to be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. And I command, Every spirit that could hear my voice right now of depression, spirit of anxiety, spirit of fear, spirit of anger, spirit of bitterness. I hear the Lord saying the spirit of perversion is on notice tonight. We command mm. all these spirits to be bound in the mighty name of Jesus and we cast you into the abyss. You will not pass on your assignment and you will go, go now in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan, you are bound. Satan, you are bound. The blood is against you. The people of God are against you. The church is against you. The body of Christ is against you now in the name of Jesus. We bind you. Every spirit of seizure, every unclean spirit, every anxious spirit, every tormenting demon, spirit of religion, you are bound in Jesus' name. We say up and out in Jesus' name. Go into the abyss. Go into the pit. Never come back in Jesus' name. Your power is broken. I, 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 tonight, I'm telling you guys, the spirit of suicide is being broken now. I command that spirit to be broken. I bind you, spirit of suicide. I cast you out. You will not speak to them any longer. You are a foul, lying spirit. You are an unclean spirit. And tonight, you're, you're on notice. You're evicted in Jesus' name. Get out of their house in Jesus' name. They are not your home. And I tell every unclean spirit listening to me right now through this broadcast, these people are not your home. They are temples of the Holy Spirit, and you must go. And people in the broadcasting, I'm coughing, I'm choking, I'm gagging. Open up your mouth. Let that spirit come out of you. Open up your mouth. That spirit, your, your mouth is the front door of your spiritual house. You let that spirit come out of you tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Not in Pastor Mike's name, not in Isaiah's name, not in the Revival Lifestyle podcast name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we command you spirit 
to leave in Jesus name go we rebuke you we rebuke you someone said why am I growling that's a demonic manifestation and that spirit is leaving you now up and out now out of their mouth into the abyss you are bound you are bound you must leave your new home is the pit they are not your home and we command you in Jesus name up and out now get out in Jesus name now in Jesus name every spirit even spirits that are hiding I pray that the Lord the light of Christ would expose these hiding demons some of you are in your 70s 80s you've had demons since you were born and God is exposing them with the light of Christ be exposed tonight come up from hiding now every room you're hiding in every nook every cranny come out now in Jesus name we putting you on notice we are evicting you and we're pressuring you to get out in Jesus name we command every contract every assignment I, I hear the Lord saying someone in here has been under the power of voodoo and witchcraft but God says tonight by my blood I'm breaking the contracts of the enemy I'm breaking the plans of the enemy I'm breaking voodoo right now I see voodoo dolls being destroyed in Jesus name we command now voodoo to be broken off your mind in Jesus name in Jesus name many of you are manifesting right now up and out in Jesus name up and out in Jesus name we just pray power of the Holy Spirit if you feel anything pastor go for it we just break yeah, it now right now I feel very strongly that there are many of you who are confusion confusion but you calm. open so many doors because you actually entertain divination the psychic mediums you've entertained horoscopes and because you've sought insight from the spiritual realm through these counterfeit demonic sources it's produced confusion some of you right now the holy spirit's even shining a light and showing you things you forgot you did that are producing confusion so right now uh, we're just going to speak to that thing I want you to do this though for many of you and th this is something that we've been doing for the last several weeks it, there are items and things in your home that could very well be connected to those practices there is something to be said about you getting deliverance which I'm going to speak to those demons in a few seconds but you've got to take those items I get pictures and videos of people who have dream catchers from Native American religions they have you know all kinds of voodoo witchcraft all these things these items items that they accumulate in their home go find them now put them in a place and get rid of them right now in real time so let me just begin to pray in the name of Jesus every familiar spirit I command you to come out now come out now every familiar spirit every lion deceiving spirit connected to divination I command you to come out now do not resist come out now in the name of Jesus come on some of you are manifesting you need to actually follow through with this you are about to get free and confusion is ending in the name of Jesus I just bind up every single spirit the psychic spirit spirit of divination spirits of pride i even see spirits of pride coming out in the name of jesus i speak to you your time is up this is your eviction you must go in the name of jesus now never to return man i'm telling you something is just somebody i want to read this though um Right now, uh, I just read this comment. Somebody actually heard many cracks and pops in their entire left shoulder and pain is gone. So healings are still taking place. I need you guys to actually try them out. It's, it's one of those things where 
you have to actually do something you couldn't do before and, and just begin to exercise that freedom that you have in your body if that's happening to you. And I want you to, if you've gotten some deliverance tonight, if you've gotten healing tonight, we've been praying for about close to 20 minutes here. I want you to type one in the chat so that we can see that God is moving, that there's been healing, there's been deliverance. Type one, type your testimony, build faith. There's 2,800 of you. Build some faith for other people that are still believing for their breakthrough. I know there's many of you saying that you're manifesting. Listen, we do have a deliverance map on our website, isaiahsalvar.com slash deliverance. There's, it's not monetized at all. No one makes a dollar from this. You can find people that are willing to pray deliverance over you. So if you need deliverance, you can find someone to connect with. And there's, okay, there's so many ones coming through. You guys froze my chat box again, but there's ones. <laughs> literally thousands of ones coming through the chat right now of people that have felt the manifest presence of God. And this is the beauty of our God is that he's not bound to time or space that right now it's morning time in the Philippines and people are getting healed right now in the Philippines. As we pray on this broadcast, people are in India right now in a city where they're worshiping false gods and they're sitting in a little hut somewhere and they're watching this broadcast and the power of the only living God is bringing deliverance over these false gods in their life. I'm telling you guys, yeah. people in Australia, Australia watching right now yeah. are getting healed in their body and getting delivered. This is digital revival. This is awakening. You know, we got to do some more of these streams where we just get on and pray for people and we release the power of God because people are so hungry. They're starving. Now, you know, me and you, Pastor Mike, to us, we're like, we're used to praying. We're used to getting prayer. We're used to, but here's the thing we have to remember. There's a lot of people in this broadcast that have never had anyone pray for them, yeah. have never had a pastor call demons out. Literally, I could guarantee there's hundreds of people that have never in their life had a pastor pray demons out of them or had a pastor pray healing over them. So these people are starving for that drop of water. And for us, we might say, well, we're used to this. This is no big deal. No, this is for people. This is their lifeline. This is that drop of water. They're in the desert dying for this. And so I'm telling you guys, that hunger is what activates the river and activates the move of God. Keep that desperation. Yeah, someone said stubborn demons go and we command those stubborn demons to loose you now in Jesus mighty name. Yes. Loose you now. Someone said, I feel peace in Jesus name. Loose them now. And there's many of you saying your body's tingling, can't stop coughing, yawning, vomiting, throwing up. Just let those things come out of you. Those things that have been deep in you. We're calling out things that have been deep, dormant, sleeping, living in you, hiding, and we're exposing them with the light of Christ. We're going to that dark house with a flashlight and we're finding all those squatters, all those ones that have been hiding out, that have been trespassing, and we're telling them to get out of your house tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Somebody just said a comment that they heard a voice say, I'm leaving now. Come on. Some of you are actually here. That's incredible. Someone's nose was just healed and they're breathing completely free right now. Yes. It's incredible what's happening. Someone said, I feel lighter. I felt something leave me. Amen. Someone said, chills, open my mouth like you like you told me and started speaking in tongues. Come on, Andrea on Facebook said she just opened her mouth and started speaking in tongues. Yes, in <laughs> Jesus' name. Somebody says the spirit of anxiety and discouragement is gone. Amen. Someone said, can you do a prayer for ears? Father, we just pray that you would open ears. Yes. I've had two family members that were deaf in an ear get their hearing back. And I just pray, Lord, open deaf ears. Even those that have mm -hmm. ringing in the ear, we just speak the healing power of yes. God right now. Belle on YouTube just said, I felt a spirit leaving me. Come on, in Jesus' name. She said, I felt a spirit leaving me. In Jesus' name, go. Does yawning mean it's coming out? That's one of the manifestations of demons leaving. They leave out of your mouth. So oftentimes when you yawn, that's a sign yep. of demons leaving you too. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Mm. 
We thank you, Lord. You know, there were several times while you were praying where my vision sharpened. I believe mm -hmm. that God is actually healing eyes right Come now. On. So someone who has macular degeneration, someone has cataracts, some, whatever you're struggling with, I want you to, even as a point of contact, just put your hand on your own eyes. And I'm going to begin to pray for eyes, believing that a miracle is going to take place right now. I, I, even somebody just celebrated when I said eyes because they're like, yes, that's what yes. I need. I, I could feel it right now. So Father, I just release your healing virtue and power right now to restore, restore their eyes. Cataracts removed. Father, a regeneration and a restoration in eyes in your name right now. Amen. Come on. And someone said that their family members are manifesting. Listen, if your wife, I know someone just in the chat said my wife's manifesting. If you've watched our videos, either one of ours, you already know how to cast out demons. This is your moment now. This is the interactive. This is, this is the service here where you can take over and start laying hands, having revival in your home and doing deliverance on your wife or husband. Just command those demons yes. to leave. You don't have to wait. Someone said manifesting, manifesting in my room right now. Come on, self-deliverance, deliverance, breakthrough in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for healing. I, I want to say this too. We got a testimony back um, from mine and TJ's broadcast of a lady that could not have children. She was unable to have kids, and she's now five weeks pregnant. She just sent this, this yesterday. And so I believe some of you that cannot get pregnant, you cannot have kids. Barrenness is scriptural. It's in the Bible. And tonight, we break the power of barrenness. We break every spirit on your womb, every curse on your womb, everything causing you to miscarry and be barren. We command it to go in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray those of you that medically have missing body parts where you can't have children, I just pray for a medical healing yes. right now. I pray for a restoration. I pray healing to touch your womb in the mighty name of Jesus. And I speak over you. You will be fruitful. You will multiply. The Bible says that God gives a, the, the, the woman a family. And I say that you will have a family. The devil has lied to you, said you'll never have a family. You'll never be able to make your husband happy and have kids. I come against the lie now in Jesus name. And I say the motherless, the motherless wife will have yeah. will have a family in Jesus name. If you're motherless, you've been praying and praying and praying. I say now, I've seen this, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of times yeah. in the last 10 years of women saying, no way, can't have kids. We went, Pastor Mike, to the doctor when my wife was pregnant with our second child journey. And the doctor said, you guys should not be able to have kids. And we've had four kids now, all just by the power and the grace of God. And this was pregnant with our second and they said when they did ultrasound on my wife they said you shouldn't be able to have kids because certain things weren't in the right place and i'm telling you guys if god can do it for us mark my words god can do it for you so i just pray miracle power over your womb if you're if you're there your wife's there put your hand on her womb put your hand on her stomach if you're there and you need healing put your hand on it activate this and let the power of god work through you we have no special power this is only the power of god flowing through us and he wants to flow through you. We're just speaking by faith and speaking this over you now. We just say now, be healed in your womb in Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' yes, name. I believe it. We've, same situation. God healed my wife between pregnancies. God is well able to do that. I want to read this comment. It's going to strengthen someone's faith. It says, Pastor, uh, I asked for prayer for my left knee. left knee. I just got up because I don't feel the pain anymore. And my knee felt like it was full of fluid. And now it doesn't feel like that anymore. And it, it literally made me get up off my seat. Come on. So we're just celebrating with you, Carmen, as you're use that healing to dance around that living room. Come on. Come on. In Jesus wow. name. So many things happening right now. So guys, what we're going to do is 
Um, I know, I know, Pastor Mike, it's three hours ahead for you. You've been on here with us for an hour and 40. I want to say we tremendously honor you. We appreciate you. I actually am typing, I'm spamming your link on all of our platforms here. The link to follow you on YouTube, Thank on you. Facebook. Guys, God is doing digital revival. We actually are planning, I don't want to give too much away, but me, Pastor Mike, and several other men of God are going to be doing a live stream all together soon. We'll be going, we haven't done a four-person broadcast in over a year, but we're going to have that format. We're going to get on here with several of us on here, preaching deliverance, preaching revival, why it's needed in the church. That'll be coming soon. I know Pastor Mike, I would love for you to share your stream schedule, what you've been doing, where they can follow you. I want to also challenge you guys to sow into what God is doing. We've been live for almost two hours. We've been pouring out our hearts so into the broadcast, so into the ministries. I'm going to keep spamming actually his link here on both Facebook and YouTube to all my pages. So that link will take you right there. That short link will take you to his page. Also, tell us about your text community. How do we get involved with all your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I want to shout out Andrea who says my need tonight too. It's just, come on. I'm gonna, it's great. I love, I'm, I'm always broadcasting, so I don't get to see the comments like this. Well, come but on. it's incredible. So here's what I do. I broadcast Monday through Friday at noon Eastern standard time. So if you're hanging out on the West coast, that's like 9am ish. If you're in uh, you know, Western Europe, like UK, London, South Africa, that's obviously the evening. And uh, man, these healings are still happening come though. On. I do want to be obedient somebody needs to schedule a doctor's appointment and get Come a on. confirmation that in how do you say it? Um, endometriosis was just healed. Come on. And, and I want to say that because when I was a teenager, my mother had tumors and cysts in her womb. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.